morning, how we doing? Good to see you today. Happy Mothers to the mothers that are here. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break from the book of Genesis today uh, on this Mother's Day. Today, I uh, don't want to give moms like 10 more things that they need to do because I'm guessing life is busy enough for you. So instead, I thought I would do this. Instead, I thought I would talk to you about what moms need and how the rest of us, husbands, kids, can um, help them out. And so for the moms that are here today, I hope and, and, and I pray that there's some encouragement in today's message. I just think moms need encouragement. So whether you have a mom, whether you're obviously you have a mom, you're close to a mom, we all know a mom. Uh, there are things that we can do to help moms. The Bible is clear, and it tells us to honor mothers, right? To honor our parents. Exodus 20, verse 12 says this, Honor your father and your mother, for your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. It is a good command because honor for parents is an essential building block for the stability and the health of all society. If younger generations are constantly at war with older generations, the foundation of society at some point will be destroyed. And God wouldn't have put it into the Ten Commandments if it was just a nice thing to say. Like God's not thinking to himself, that would look great on, on, on a greeting card. God wouldn't have put it in the Ten Commandments if it wasn't important. And because it's there, God knows that it's a vital part of our spiritual health, our emotional health, to honor our parents. So how can we do that? Even if they're no longer alive, like in my case, both of my parents are in heaven today. Or even if you didn't know your mom, or if you had a terrible mom, you can still honor the fact that you labored to bring you into this world. And we can honor moms by seeing the importance of what they're doing and help them in that. And that's what I'm going to focus on today. Found this survey online of moms, and they actually got moms to be honest about some of the frustrations that they face and some of the things that they need. So a lot of what I'm talking about is going to be based on the survey, and I'm just responding back to, to what they said in the survey, okay? So I understand that. This is what moms said, right? And so not, not, not me, right? Moms. I'm going to go over the top eight, so go ahead and, and buckle up. Take out your note sheets. You can follow along with me this morning. Number one thing on the survey that moms said is a point of frustration in their lives is moms need patience. So moms talked about in the survey how they need patience with their kid. Like one mom said this, I need to find peace, the, the peace of Christ when they're crying and being demanding. Anybody relate? Another mom said, teaching patience and acceptance to my daughters who are both married is a challenge to help them realize that life is precious and short. Right? Having patience and teaching patience is the whole spectrum of being a mom right there. Let me give you four quick things about patience. Number one, God understands. Right? Like, like you know, have you ever paid, prayed for patience, by the way? Yeah. yeah, don't do that, right? Because God's going to give it to you, and it's going to teach you how to do that, right? 
Let me give you four things about patience. Number one, God understands. This, this verse is about how God was treated by people in the Old Testament. So Psalm 78, verse 46, but they put God to the test and rebelled against the Most High. They did not keep his statutes. Ever feel like that moment? Right? Like, like your patience is being tested? Like, when will this ever stop? Like, God understands. Second thing about patience is to remember that it is an expression of love. In the survey, a lot of moms said this, the fact that I am feeling impatience means that I, that I don't love my kids, which I, I really think exactly the opposite is true, right? You, you have the choice to love your kids when you are feeling impatient. And when you're patient, when you are feeling impatient, is an incredible expression of love. Ephesians 4.2 says, Therefore uh, I, the, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. So see, love is choosing to be patient even when you're irritated. Love is making an allowance for somebody else's faults. Patience is an expression of love. And then number three, patience is used by God. Right? It's used by God in our lives to grow us. James 1, 3, and 4, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So, so patience grows us. Not, not just the opportunity to be patient, but the decision to be patient in a difficult circumstance, that's what grows us. Here's why it's significant for parents and for moms. Why patience has such an opportunity to grow you. Like, like if I'm in a job and I have to be patient with people and I don't want to, I, I can't bail, right? Maybe God wants me in this job to, to teach me some stuff, but at the end of the day, I can quit. Same is true as a friend relationship, right? If I choose to leave and not be patient, I, I can bail on that friendship. But when it comes to your kids, yeah, you can't bail. You are forced to be patient, and in that decision to be patient, God grows you, and so he just grows us through our patience. And it's one of the reasons why I think moms are the most spiritual, mature people on the planet, right? Because they have to be patient with us. And that patience, the Bible says, enables you to be ready for anything, strong in character and full and complete. And I know if you're junior high, high school, college students here, you, I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, this is like sweet, right? The more I irritate my mom, right, the more she has to be patient, which means the more she grows spiritually. That's like a win-win right there, right? No, that's not the way this works, Okay. The way it works is the fourth principle, and that is, is that God tells us to help each other. We're, we're supposed to help someone when we see that they're struggling with patience. So, so what can you do for your mom? What can you do for your wife? When her patient meter is off the charts and she's stressed out, this is what you can do. Jesus said this in Matthew 7, 12, in everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law uh, and the prophets. 
Now, you might recognize that as the golden rule or whatever, but it is a picture of the true nature of love. Love is not reciprocal, right? Love is not, I do this uh, for you so you can do this for me. No, love, true love is actually what? Sacrificial. I do this regardless of what you can do for me. And Jesus says, I can give you that kind of love. I mean, no one else can, but Jesus can give you true sacrificial love. And so when mom's stressed out, instead of piling it on and running away, do something to help her relieve the stress. Right? That's what you would want somebody to do for you. It's the Matthew 7, 12 principle and applies to moms as well. All right, the second of eight things, um, we got to hurry up, uh, that I'm going to talk about this morning is moms need uh, appreciation. Right? So, so in the Bible, you see people being appreciated because we have a need for that, right? Paul said in Philippians 1-3, I thank God uh, in all my remembrance of you. And then in Colossians 1-3, it says, We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Right? It, it is good to appreciate other people. And it's especially good to appreciate moms, right? Why is all of that important? As I said, because the Bible says that we are to honor our fathers and mothers. So even the smallest amount of honor you can give is healthy for your soul. Moms need appreciation. And the truth is there are a hundred of things that you can appreciate them for. And so don't miss that chance to appreciate moms, not only on Mother's Day. Say it with words, say it with flowers, say it with candy, say it with cards, say it with stocks and buns, I don't care. Right? But just say it and say it often. When it comes to appreciation, it is good to say thank you. You know what's even better? It's even better to say, I thank God for you. That's what Paul did in these couple of verses we just looked at. He said, I thank God for you. So right now, I'd like to just take a moment and I would like to pray for all the moms that are here today and I would like to thank God for them. Would you pray with me? Father God, Thank you for the moms that are here today. Thank you for the difference that they make in our lives. For the difference that they make in this world and the incredible impact that they have. God, I realize that for some, today is a very emotional day. For those of us that have moms that have passed away, that are in heaven today. Or for those that are here and maybe they're grieving because they're not a mom yet. Well, whatever the case may be, those that are having a rough day today, I pray that you would comfort them right now. And God, for all the moms that are here, for those that are in our remembrance, we appreciate them and we thank you for them. Thank you for the millions of things that they do. Thank you for their faith. Thank you for their heart for you. Thank you for their willingness to sacrifice and to share their lives with us. That, that we might be encouraged and challenged and filled with faith. And so we thank you, Jesus, for the moms that you've placed into our lives. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. All right, the third thing that moms need is moms need a, a life. That's what the survey say, right? The survey talked about time management, right? And how sometimes they feel like it's Groundhog's Day, like I wake up to the same thing like every morning, right? So can I encourage you moms 
to take care of yourself when, when the natural instinct is to put everybody else in front of you and before you. Psalms 127.2 says, It is vain to rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives this, or he gives to his beloved sleep. Verse 3 goes on to say, Behold, children are a heritage of the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. So these verses are dealing with domestic life within the built house of the guarded city. And let me say this, that long hours don't necessarily mean pros, uh, prosperous work, right? It's all useless without God's blessing. So let's remember, moms, that Jesus has a life that he wants to give you. In John 10, it is clear the thief comes only to kill, destroy, and, and steal. I come that, that they may have life and have it what? Abundantly. We have to help moms enjoy the abundant life that Jesus has given if you're so rushed and hurried in your life, so filled up that you don't have time to connect with Jesus and enjoy that abundant life, man, we have to help moms enjoy the abundant life that, that Jesus gives. All right, number four, moms need wisdom. With all the negative influence in our culture today, moms need wisdom. They need wisdom to know when to hold on and when to let go. Wisdom to know when to say yes and when to say no. And guess what? God says he will give us wisdom. James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Right? And it includes all the moms that are here today, right? Just ask, and God will give you wisdom. I don't know if you've prayed for wisdom for anybody else. Ever prayed for wisdom for your mom? Husbands, ever pray for wisdom for your wife as a mom? Right? It's one thing that we can do. In fact, it's one of the greatest things that we can do for moms. It's an incredibly powerful thing to pray. Colossians 2, 3 says, In him lies hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Right? And if you go back and do a little bit of research here, Paul's letter to the Colossians Right? Paul refutes some of the bad teaching that, that's very concerning to the Colossian church here. And they were influenced by these teachers who would tell them to seek the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, but not to seek it in Christ. Paul writes, you will only find all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Jesus. Right? He has it, it all. So it's not wrong to seek after wisdom and knowledge, but we must seek it in Christ. We need wisdom because, I don't know if you know, raising kids is not an easy job. It comes with headaches and heartaches in the world in which we live. And, and sometimes we face difficulty in daily struggles in the parenting aspect. And also we, at times there's tragedy and we need wisdom. And we need not just wisdom, but we need God's wisdom. Let me just tell you something, Mom. You can't figure it all out in your own human intellect. Sometimes you need something beyond that. And I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to give up and say that this crazy world that we live in, and I can't figure it out. Instead, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to hang on to God's wisdom. In this world, oftentimes life is fragile. And I know we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to admit it, but it's true. So what do we do about the fact that that, that life is fragile. I recognize that in God's wisdom, he's heading us towards eternity where life is not fragile. Right? It's eternal. 
It, it is in God's hand. And nobody can take me out of God's hand. Right? It's a promise. You can go to the bank on that. I need God's wisdom to remind me that there's something greater to hang on to. With that being said, moms need wisdom. Number five, moms need validation. This is what the survey said. So, so what does it mean? It means that moms need recognition for the importance of what they're doing. Proverbs 31, probably the most famous chapter in the Bible about being a mom, being a wife. Here's how the chapter ends. I want you to listen to this. Verses 28 through 31. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. See, chapter 31 of Proverbs is all about validating the importance of what moms do. Write down in your notes this morning, just write down city gate. Why is that important? Because it is the place of importance when this verse was written. See, in ancient times, the city gate was not just the doorway to the city. It's where everything happened, right? All the legal cases were tried there. All the government decisions were made there. All the business transactions were made there. And so when it says, let her works bring her praise at the city gate, that is reminding us of the importance of what moms do. It's not this side issue of, like, you give a wave and a kiss and move on to what's really important. No, 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 At the city gate? Uh, that's the seat of power where moms are recognized and valued for what they do. And I want you to remember this morning that moms are building people, right? They're building a person. They're, they're children. The Bible tells us that only people last forever. This building, not going to last forever. Right? As cool as this building is that we're sitting in today, as beautiful it is, as inspiring as it might be, this building, not going to last into eternity. Companies don't last forever. Doesn't matter how well they're run, how profitable they are. Not going to last forever. Your bank account, not going to last forever. Governments don't last forever, as powerful as they are. People, people last forever. And moms, you are building a person, and that is super, super important. This is what I want to say to all moms that are here today, is that when Satan puts that little thought in the back of your mind that says what you do is not very meaningful, it's just a little thing, I want you to look him straight in the eye and call him a liar. When somebody else says to you something snide remark making you feel unimportant as a mom, look him right in the eye and call him a liar. People last forever, and what you do is important. Number six, moms need communication. They, they need talk. They need listening. One mom said this, I need communication. I need to hear especially from my teenager. And another mom said this, I need to get my children's attention and help them listen and hear. So, so both sides need communication, right? Sometimes talk, sometimes listening. That, that's something else that we can do for moms, right? If you're a, a teen or a young adult here, or you're a dad and a husband, 
you need to remind yourself that a complete conversation is not one word. Right? How's work today? Fine. Right? How's school today? Fine. Right? Not a complete conversation. Just a little bit more will make a huge difference. So, so how do you talk to mom? Well, the same way the Bible tells us to talk to everybody else. Ephesians 4.29. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. But only such is a word that is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give you grace to those who hear. I don't know why it is, but people that are closest to us a lot of times say the most unhealthy things to us. Right? The Bible says be careful because it's easy to do. Don't choose to let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Talk to mom in a way that builds her up. That's good for edification. And, and I think it's especially hard with, with those that struggle with moms who are getting older. I've been through it, trust me. Right? It's hard because they're going through some physical stuff and sometimes some mental stuff. It's frustrating to communicate with them. And so you find yourself angry and saying words that you wish that you didn't say. So it's a good thing to, to remind yourself to pray, God, give me the strength not to say the wrong thing. God, give me the ability to say words that build up, that encourage. All right, number seven, almost done, hang in there. Moms need rest. Right? Can I get an amen? Anybody? Amen. Yeah, thank you. All right, it's interesting in the survey that I was reading, it was evident that most moms deal with this dual threat of both exhaustion and guilt. You know why? Exhaustion because they're not because they were doing too much, and guilt because they felt like they weren't doing enough. What a difficult trap to be in. And, and I just think a lot of moms are there. The trap tells me that they what, what they need is physical rest, but they also need soul rest. Right, the kind of rest that Jesus talks about in Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and have laden, and I will give you rest. Go ahead and write that down in your notes. Circle it in your Bible. I will give you rest. Right, moms need time to spend with Jesus. It's vital. Right, there's a soul rest that you have in, in order to do what moms do. And you need to find some space in it. As children and husbands, we need to help our moms find that space. All right, last one, number eight. Moms need faith. One mom talked about the lack of, of faith that she had in God, that, that he was in control, and she worries about that all the time. Another mom said the, the weight of daily decisions that affect her kids for the rest of, her, of their lives, and she needed faith not to worry about that. Well, John 14, 1 says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Right? Faith is trusting in Jesus. Faith is leaning on Jesus. Faith is when you feel like there's nowhere to turn, you turn to Jesus. And you say, I can trust in him. Right? That's faith. Psalm 62, verse 8 puts it this way. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Right? Faith in the day-to-day -day is, is especially hard if you're tempted to worry. But every time you're tempted to worry, recognize it's also an invitation for faith. Here's the difference between worry and faith. With worry, it feels like you're doing something, but at the end, nothing really gets done. 
But when you put your faith in God, many times at first it feels like not much is going on, but everything changes because you put your faith in a God who can do everything. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says this about worry. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the value of faith in our everyday lives, right? It's the peace of God. Here's the takeaway for today. Moms need these eight things in their lives. Husbands and kids, we need to help them have these eight things in their lives. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for your work today. I want to thank you for all, all the moms that are here today. Thank, thank you for the fact that they bring us into the world. They help us grow in, in this world. They send us out in, into the world, and oftentimes they share the gospel with us. So we just want to thank you for the moms that are here today. And give us the grace to be grateful. Give us the strength to encourage them. And then, Father, I pray that we put our faith and our hope and our trust into Jesus and Jesus alone. It's in, in his precious name I pray. Amen.